ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation. Steve and Mario back with you here on Orange Nation as we go back to our guest line. Bring on our final guest today. He is the voice of the Syracuse women's basketball team. Felicia Leggett, Jack Squad, off to a 10-2 and two start. Tim Leonard, our guest on the show. Tim, uh, great to have you on. How are you today? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good to be here. Yeah, we're doing great. Uh, Felicia Leggett, Jack, we, di- we didn't really know what to expect out of this team. We knew we liked her. We liked her messaging. Uh, but a lot of new faces, you know, uh, whatever it was, 10, 11 new faces on the roster. And, uh, and here this team is, 10-2. Uh, and two. Are, are you surprised with the success they've had to, to this point, Tim? Uh, maybe a little bit. I think the Wake Forest game especially was them checking a box that they hadn't checked to this point in the season. That was a big win considering it was a win over a power conference opponent. It was the ACC opener, and that was a win in come-from-behind fashion. I guess the surprising thing so far has been this team has really developed into a team that is very much a second-half team at this point in the season. They're struggling enough. to stop, but it's certainly, on the flip side, a good sign that they're able to claw out of some deficits and you know show some resiliency and play better as the game goes along. I think the 10-2 and record is a good start, but it's also, at this point in the season, they haven't really played the toughest of schedules so far, and it's only going to get tougher from here now that we enter ACC play full-time the rest of the way. You've got Louisville on the road coming out of the break, and then NC State at home to start kind of the true ACC schedule, and that's going to be two really tough tests right out of the holiday break. Well, Tim, it helps when you have a player like the Asia Fair uh, pouring in 26 points last night. Did you think she was going to be this good at, at this level for SU right now? We, we knew that she was one of the primetime scorers in the nation at Buffalo, but uh, what she's been able to do here for the Qs in this uh, small sample size has been a pretty unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I think I figured she would be this good, but that's also because she came in with such a big pedigree to her name, and she was an honorable mention All-American last year at Buffalo. But if anything, she's exceeded expectations, to your point. It's been very impressive so far how quickly it has translated. Now, it hasn't been totally ACC competition, but even against Wake Forest in the first ACC game of that one, She's making all the winning plays. She looks very poised down the stretch where the team really needed her to handle the basketball in some crunch time moments. And frankly, they haven't been playing in a lot of crunch time type of scenarios so far this season. So it was good to see, especially in that weight game where they get in that type of situation. The Asia Fair is at the point. She's a veteran, even though it's her first year at Syracuse and she's stepping up in competition. She's done it for Coach Jack before. She scored 25 in that one. At 11 in the fourth quarter, I think she made every free throw in crunch time in the fourth quarter when Syracuse really needed the free throws. So she's certainly been a huge part of their success so far. And even on the defensive end as well, she's right up there in the ACC in steals per game. Last I looked, she's top five in the conference in points per game, assists per game, and steals per game. So she's doing it in more areas than just scoring, which is awesome. All right, as you look ahead to, uh, as you said, the ACC schedule is going to uh, get a lot more difficult here with Louisville and NC State coming out of the holiday break and then going into 2023. What's the biggest 
weakness for this team uh, or biggest issue or or area of improvement that they need to address going into 2023? I think I would say the defense. Now, they've had spots where the defense has looked really good, but when it's a young group and a couple of them are getting used to Coach Jack's system, you know, you have the four transfers from Buffalo who have played kind of the matchup zone look that they are typically in, but they've been still trying to figure out the identity on defense. I think the messaging from the coaching staff has been to talk a little bit more, communicate a little bit more, and when they do that, good things happen defensively. But there are still stretches of these games where, and especially in the first half when they fell into some deficits against the likes of Albany and Bucknell and Yale. I mean, in their last seven games now, five of them they have trailed at the end of the first quarter. Now, the good news to that is in that seven-game stretch where they've trailed in five, they're six and one overall. So they've been able to make some adjustments, whether it's at halftime, whether it's at the end of the first quarter, and kind of right the ship from there. And they're playing some player-to-player defense. They're showing some full-court pressure defensively. They have different looks that they can go to, but there's still stretches in games where, you know, at times it's three to four minutes of the defense allowing too many easy buckets and not quite communicating at the level that you'd want to see, which is to be expected because, uh, you know, they're a young group and they're going to have to kind of go through some growing pains probably defensively. But that's going to be the big thing going forward is how quickly can they get the defense up to speed and translate as it goes up in competition. You kind of knew what you had with Fair, with, with Tisha Hyman. Uh, has the unsung hero of this basketball team been Asia Strong? Yeah, she's been great, especially the last couple games. Ever since she was actually taken out of the starting lineup, which I don't think was viewed as a demotion necessarily. It was more them opting to put Elena Rice in the starting lineup recently and at least start the games with her because it gives them kind of a quicker look and that seems to be what they're trending towards identity-wise is playing a little bit faster, at least at the start of games. But even though she hasn't started now the last three games, she's coming off the bench, she still started the second half in all three games, been out there in crunch time of all the games. So, you know, she's now the technically the sixth player, but she scored the second-most points in each of the last two games. She had a double-double in one game this week. So I think even though... She's maybe playing slightly less minutes and maybe not technically starting the game. Her production has, if anything, gone up since she's kind of shifted into this six-player type of role. And Coach Jack has talked about how if she embraces that role, she could be considered one of the best six players in the country. It's, again, not viewed as you know demoting her. It's more, okay, we have six or seven people that we could start the game with. Let's actually bring Asia Strong in off the bench, and that'll give us a different look and maybe help us out. It certainly worked out. You know, uh, next up, Tim, is uh, is this matchup uh, in Louisville, as you mentioned. Um, not the Louisville team that we saw last year, but a team that's still 9-4. and four. I mean, how good is this Cardinals team, and how big of a test will this be for the Orange? Yeah, it's been a little bit of a surprising start for Louisville. They were picked to win the ACC, and like you said, Steve, I mean, they were right there last year. They've been a dominant program, as most people know, for the past several years now. The ACC's got really four or five teams at the top this year that all could have a case. I think Notre Dame has kind of separated themselves a little bit, but there's the likes of UNC. Louisville is right there when they're playing well. Virginia Tech, it's a really strong conference at the top. So I think Louisville is certainly in that group. They've had some slip-ups, which has been a little bit surprising. They lost a game to Middle Tennessee 
which was kind of a, a shock to, I think, everyone across the country when it happened, especially because it was kind of an uncontested game where they were down early and never really found a way to get back into it. But they are trending definitely more in the right direction lately. They haven't necessarily had a signature win. I think still going in for Syracuse, it's the type of team that talent-wise, there's a gap, and you're going on the road. It's a tough test for a younger team in Syracuse. You just like to keep it competitive into the fourth quarter will be an accomplishment because this is still a Louisville team that has aspirations of winning the league, even though they've gotten off to a, a slower start for their standards. December 29th is going to be a busy day. Uh, Pinstripe Bowl, 2 o'clock, and then uh, SU Women's Basketball at Louisville, 7 o'clock, and you can uh, listen to it right here on ESPN Radio. Tim, happy holidays to you, and uh, enjoy a, a few days off, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, guys. Happy holidays. Talk to you soon. All right. Uh, Tim Leonard, the voice of the SU women's basketball team. And with that, we'll open up the phone lines the rest of the way at 315-437-7644. Back after this on ESPN Radio.